Oh my gosh, and we are back at it again. Here we go. Uh, we've got the whole group in here. We got Maddie, Alex, and their replacement. Um, mm-hmm. Big announcement here. Right at it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Big uh, shoes. But we are th- clown shoes. Big clown shoes to fill. I'm I going know. silent. <laughs> um, Alex didn't do enough homework on the NFL draft. and, and so, so you brought really me in. I think That's I did a, the perfect amount of homework. I think he did as much. Just enough to embarrass every other professional scout uh-huh. out there who's committed their life to it when I nail it with 10 minutes of research. He just hyper-focused on the quads and the and the core. Lateral and strength really... and speed. Well, I, I was getting really concerned that we were going to lose Alex to uh, some NFL team that was really concerned about hip mobility. Um, so... <laughs> Me and my my foam roller have just been on the street waiting for my pickup, but no one showed up yet. Bo Jackson's going to be real upset with us if he hears any of this from that from that (laughs) podcast. In all seriousness, um, no one's going anywhere. But uh, Bud Copeland, um, a good friend, uh, someone that I worked with at Pearson Industries uh, back in the day Mm -hmm. in Vandalay. Yes, Um, I. I have been flirting with Bud on Instagram, talking about how great, you know, some of the content he's been putting out. You guys have probably seen some of the the stories that we've been sharing, uh, but we're really thrilled to have Bud not on exclusive rights. Um, he is still a co-host of the Divots and Pivots podcast, but at this Bud's For You is going to be providing us with some historic content. He's a, a history um, aficionado. Aficionado. That's a good word for him. And, and you know, someone that has been knee deep in, in everything golf related. Uh, so uh, really excited, Bud. Welcome to One Night in Pinehurst. I want to know eventually what the fuck happened. Pardon me, are we allowed to cuss on this? I don't know. Absolutely. It's encouraged. Uh, Eventually, I do want to know what the fuck happened that one night, but we'll get to that down the road. No, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for the the warm welcome. It's been fun following you all as well. I like the uh, the diversity of your banter and, you know, from real estate to fantasy, whatever. It's just fun to follow. So I appreciate the opportunity to come on. And fun fact, I actually used to be a history teacher. I spent seven years before I before I came to the evil empire at Pearson, I was a middle school teacher for seven years down in Gainesville, Florida. And, uh, I was certified to teach certified, uh, teach <laughs> history K through 12. Cause my background's political science and all that nonsense at the university of Georgia back to you in the studio, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just keep thinking about all of the unfortunate folks that we would have had to come across in those Pearson days and how negatively they impacted our lives. But look at us. We made it, we made it Thriving. through. We found a way. Driving. And I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the word crucible, but look it up kids. And you might know what we're talking about this week, particularly though. Thank you so much. Cause like you said, it is a, for me, it's a, my roots are literally, literally in this tournament at the players. And I know you guys talk about everything, but this is a big week for golf. And I really appreciate the opportunity because I grew up down there. Uh, My folks uh, happen to be in Jacksonville when it opened up back in the early eighties. And so it was like 50 bucks or something like that for locals to join the initiation fee. They were trying to drum up local membership and they jumped at it. I didn't find out about this though, until I think I was like 10, 11, 12 years old. And we were living in Tallahassee at that point. And we were watching the players and I'm just like foaming at the mouth. Like, Oh, I can't, I wish I could play that place one day. And my mom just looks at me and she pulls out. As a matter of fact, there's a picture I was showing you all earlier. She just pulls out this picture of Jack Nicholas teeing off. And I'm like, Whoa, 
what was that? She's like, oh, well, you're in a stroller right there with me. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't even know. You didn't no. even know you were already a super. No. Fan. And so she did some homework and apparently there was a cheap, what they called associate membership. So anybody in the state mm-hmm. of Florida, you know, you know, the, you know, the, dr- the drill. So yep. we picked up one of those and I was fortunate enough to, to be able to go over there and play pretty much once a month. My dad and I would wake up real, real early, get on the road, be there by about eight, nine o'clock, play 18 holes, have lunch, come on back. It was a full day. So it, looking back, it was so routine that to say it out loud, I'm like, God, that sounds so fucking entitled. But um, it, it, oh. it was great. Like we took our golf team over there my my senior year. My mom loaded up the van. A couple other moms. We went out, and there's a familiar face. There's a kid sitting there, and I don't know if I can see. Yeah, and that yellow and that yellow striped shirt with the sunglasses on his head. One of those guy- kids looked like Gibby. The other one is Hudson Swafford. He's a guy who's on the uh, tour now. You know, he, he was, was a bulldog, guy, right? He was a bulldog, and he and uh-huh. he bounced. He bounced from PGA, took his bag, went over to live. Smart. And uh, right right now, he's recovering from hip surgery. So, uh, but great guy. And so Maybe. he was in eighth grade in that picture. I was going into the, in my senior year. I think I shot eighty three, and I think as an eighth grader, he shot like seventy four on the on the the stadium course that day. We all we all kind of knew. Uh, I limped away as a senior, barely holding on to that number one spot, but he was a number two and just on my heels the entire time. So yeah, you, you picked the right week to to talk well, to me or the wrong, depending on. No, they're they're right. That's the thing because the, the core competency of this podcast is finding people passionate about something enough to talk about it with us and teach us and help us learn. Everybody knows, like not everybody, but most of our listeners know. Obviously, they're golf. This is a sports podcast at heart got a lot of golf fans people follow it but they don't i I don't think enough people know about the actual tradition because you don't spend any time there like i I don't know anybody else who's even been to tpc sawgrass so intimately to be like there close enough to like have that experience is something i think transfers to people especially with us a week away from our golf trip and everybody's foaming at the mouth so it's the timing on this is choice it's funny you said that i did a podcast for my future former nine to five at the american camp association new england and uh and I was talking to a, a woman who's an artist and she's a camp owner down on the Cape and she was talking about presence and she kept on yep. referencing being an inch wide and a mile deep, uh-huh. but she uh-huh. did it to the point where it was almost uncomfortable. And I didn't know if she was trolling me because she kept on talking about going a mile deep. <laughs> I'm not going to follow that any further again. Don't need to get me to this early in my career, but, um, but I see what you're saying because when you, when you talk to somebody who's that that in tune with whatever Mm -hmm. they feel she's an artist she had an art studio she spent third grade on a boat with her dad who just quit his job bought a sailboat fixed it up and took his yeah so thank you once again i'm looking at all these old pictures i mean passion is you know passion's a misunderstood just concept in general like everybody will like you have to use that word like like have some passion have passion for this have passion for that most times it's actually a detriment people passion is not great but in this case it's memories, it's nostalgia, it's like all these things that get you excited. And that's kind of what we like to talk about anyway. So it's perfect. It's perfect. It is. But also I get excited about fantasy golf. So you sent out something earlier. And I'm not I sent out it. some show notes, but that I threw yeah. out the window. Um <laughs> we lose no. the, we lose the we lose the track pretty quick. But well, I, I use fantasy national golf club for yep. my for that's a good site. Yeah, I'm a, so I'm a so I'm a I'm a data nerd. data golf. Okay, yeah, so I, just I get that. yeah I get deep into you know strokes gain, tee to green, all that, and, and if you follow it, it can lead you to the guys who are more likely to play better. And I have some of those guys this week that I like more likely Talk to play to better with the course. So once we get what to the are, lineup, I think I've got some suggestions there that I'm I'm feeling pretty good about. Fair enough. So 
teased but him. before we get into FanDuel, um, yes, sir, would love <laughs> don't call me, sir. Please I can't stop, dude. I used to, my students would say, Mr. Copeland, can I go to the bathroom? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. When you grow up down there, I've got Michigan parents, right? My, both my parents are from Michigan. My sisters are from Michigan. I was born in Virginia as my parents were like chasing their life for warmer weather. I grew up in a house where it was just be nice, smile, be kind. But I would go to school and it was like, yes, yes, what? Yes, ma'am. I, it was beaten into you to the point it's just vernacular but i do hear your point i i appreciate it i you know i appreciate it. I'm, I'm what i call born again new england and part of that is 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 embracing that like i'm always going to have that little bit of a yeah uh, you didn't grow up here did you no yeah. no yeah. absolutely not so what's what's special and what's different about the players right like when i first reached out to you it was we've got to have you on for masters week. We're going to do a big blowout week during masters. I get excited. I've got Jim Nance. I know that nap time on Sunday is from one to two 30 and I'm really enjoying couch nap um, and have a couple of <laughs> windows open here in Maine, but um, it's, it's perfect. But the players you're like, that's what I'm passionate about. I'm curious whether it, and maybe some of it's growing up, but I'd love you to dive in a little bit. What What's special and historic about the, the Players' Championship? For sure, for sure, the whole growing up, you know, down there and having that personal connection helps. But even as I got older and further away, I mean, I haven't been down there. The last time I was down there was my sister's wedding. The rehearsal dinner was at the clubhouse, that little balcony that it overlooks. It was phenomenal. It was a great, <laughs> wonderful night. But um, honestly, it's because it, it's for the reasons that the players love it. And it's going to sound cliche and it's going to sound, you know, okay. kitschy, but Dean Beeman, when he kind of dreamt this up, he was the old PGA tour commissioner back in the seventies uh, and into the eighties, he really set the stage for Tim Fincham. Tim Fincham gets a lot of credit for really exploding the game of golf. Great it name. helps when it helps when you have Tiger Woods fall on your lap, right on the heels of a retiring, you know, not bad, you know, that, that, that kind of helps. But Dean Beeman was the one who was like, all right, We've got Augusta National, who we're gracious to have this partnership with, and we play yep. this. You know, you get access, and they're very nice, but it's still it's their show. You know, USGA, RNA, even the PGA Championship was part of the PGA of America. The tour players, you know, the ones who once Jack and Arnie and the crew back in the '60s decided to say, "Listen, there is a difference between a t- teaching pro and a touring pro," and let's just call it what it is. Ever since they broke away, it was almost still as if they were at the grace of their masters, these club owners, you know, all the big championships, all the big courses, all the best facilities, it either had to be championship week, or you had to know somebody or have won there before. And you're always kind of on scholarship. So they didn't have a place that they, that, that was truly their own and tradition takes time. Listen, the live golf experiment, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there's a, a million things you can say about it. Who knows? 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if they continue and they get a following, that's how you build tradition. And so I think that's what he wanted for these players. He wanted 30 years later for them to look at it as a, as a, as a major and as, as a little bit of ownership. The best thing that I think you can do to understand what this week means to them is go online and Google their, their private driving range, the tour facility only that back and this week, they just call it the back half of the range. So on the resort side, you can go Google Earth and you can see the resort side of the driving range, very clean Mm -hmm. there. And then 300 plus yards on the other side is mounds and bunkers and this and that. And there's stories of VJ VJ Singh to this day, because it's only for Corn Ferry Tour, PGA Tour, PGA Tour Champions. And actually, I think that's the the only three. And it's only for those those players. Your, Your spouse can't come out there. 
your, your caddy probably can't come out there. Uh, your son can't come out there. They got to get balls on the other side, just like everybody else. It's that level of ownership coupled with the the fact they've been able to push the purse to the levels that they have that I think just, it sets it apart in a way that they don't call it a major. And I don't think they want to call it a major. I think they want to just call it their, you know, their piece of the pie. Yeah. So, there you have it. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's um more than any other sport. It feels like golf has more of these like, I'll call them safe traditions where they just don't, you don't stray. I mean, Augusta is obviously the one, like you said, that people generally tend to gravitate to for a lot of reasons, you know, good and bad, but I do feel like golf is one of those things where it garners the most respect from the players playing the game than probably any other sport. NFL, those guys don't care about the legacy of NFL players, NBA, a little bit, maybe here and there hockey, not at all. Golf feels like the one sport where there's like, it's still the gentleman's game, right? You still, these guys still adhere to and respect these traditions. So I love those stories because there's a million of them. They're great. And every other sport you just mentioned, you can get lost. There's anonymity in team. There's, mm-hmm. there, there's great pride in being a member of a team, but there also can be anonymity and safety in that. Like yep. you said, and, and you know, whether they care, or they don't care what they thinking about. I think the, the, the isolation and the risk you take, I mean, these guys are all CEOs of their own business. That's what they yep. are, you know, they, and they, and they know that they talk about it. Max Homo the other week, he was talking about being at the waste management and he had to go outside the ropes to get to one of his tee shots. And when yeah. he came back in, you see this, I he's, like, he's like, he was like, there's, there's these girls looking at me, like, don't hit on me, bro. I got a boyfriend. Yeah. He's like, I'm fucking working. <laughs> get out of the way. I'm working. Yeah, like, yeah. What? He's like, we're playing a golf tournament. What are we doing here? And, and that's why when they win, they're always talking about their team. They're, I mean, yeah. they really do. They talk about their caddy, but they talk about their team, yeah. their swing coach, their this coach. They always talk about their family. They're because you have to keep that level of humility, you know, yeah. and speaking of yeah. humility, uh, Thigala, watch this kid this week. I He's love him. You might, you might've seen He's got him the right swing. attitude. He's got the right, right attitude. Somebody asked him, how does it feel to be a top 30 golfer in the world? And he just said, I, I'm not, he goes, I, I don't think that's real. He's like, you yeah. really think there's only 28 people better than me at this game. He's like, I'm good at some things. I'm not, you have to fake yourself into that until yeah. you can, until you get to that Colin Morikawa stage where it's a reverse Damon. I reversed it's the imposter syndrome. It happens yeah. in golf too. Yep. Yep. It's, and that's the best thing about it is golf is such a good analogy for everything else because it, it's, it's so accessible. I and mean, we're sitting here it talking is. about it. None of us are going to go play fucking pickup basketball tomorrow. We're not playing in a flag football tournament next weekend. Maybe we are, but I mean, no, you know, the closest thing for that. You've got to, the effort to do that is, is a challenge, right? Like Maybe I'm coming to your I house can... to drain some threes in your backyard. Court. <laughs> oh, I love that flex on them. That's an alpha yeah. move. That's, That's how we I, set the tone. That's how we set the tone. I've become a very good free throw shooter. Do uh, y'all know anybody who plays like adult league hockey? Those are the yes, dudes who I'm yes. like, You're... I have a couple buddies who do. Yeah. Dude, they play at 11 o'clock on Friday night. Yep. Yeah, it's, off with that. It's insane. Yeah, like, okay. Basketball is okay. It's pickup, right? You go. I can you play get that. Adam Sandler plays basketball. Sure. Like if, sure. if it's a sport that Sandler, if the Sandman's down, I'm in on yep. it. But like, yep. it's a good rule of thumb. But you gotta. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can play nine um, at a local course and still be back home in time to make breakfast for the kids. But um, I, but golf is the only thing where you could play practice you could there's so many ways for you to try to improve your golf game without actually physically stepping on a course that i think you mentioned it but like the accessibility to improve i mean most of it's mental right golf is like literally 90 percent mental the physical there's not one perfect swing you look up and down the list of the best golfers in on the tour none of them have similar swings none of them tempo and hand-eye coordination is all they have and if you want to talk about 
if you want to talk about your your ultimate head game, so I was you know earlier I was trying to flex and be like, oh my handicap. So my handicap is a point five right now, which Ooh. is is great. I, I can I can go out there when I'm home and I'm comfortable. It's great. Oh, yeah. Look up my scores and look at the ones that have a little C next to it. I played in yeah. four qualifiers last year. <clears throat> I told you forty one putts at Kernwood. Uh, I took a ten. Humble. Kind of ten. At the at the pub links on the first hole, I had a ten. I hit two two tee shots out of bounds. Took a ten, missed the cut by one. So it's like it it sits in here, and that's the part where scar tissue reps. And I had to remind myself, like last summer was going to be like that. I was going to go o four. I'm yep. signing up for the four of them again. My goal is to make one of them. And so yep. I've got the open, the amateur, the mid am, and the public links. And since I play at a public course, I can qualify for all of those. Uh, and it was super intimidating to go out there for the open because I saw a, a former pro out there. I can't remember what his name was. And then that kid, Michael Thorne Bjornson or whatever, who wanted a couple from years down ago. the street from me. Yeah. Right. Yep. It, it, I'm good at golf. They're playing a different sport. Like those yeah. th- 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 that is their business. It is their livelihood. It's a game that it's, I'm good at. And I used to be okay at the difference between someone like you, who's pretty close to scratch and those guys is how, like you mentioned, how consistent they don't miss, not meaning they don't miss fair. Like they spray it all over. They don't. What you said is bad rounds. Their strokes gained are off course. Their strokes gained home life is, is, is insane because they have the game upstairs. Um, Kurt Kitayama was a perfect, somebody said quads earlier this today. That's his nickname, by the way, which I love quadzilla. AB draft him, put him on the list. Quadzilla. But they were talking about him coming up 18 and he's got 47 feet, two putts. And we're thinking, you know, he's a pro knocking it down at two. Okay. Mind you, two balls OB on the weekend. He had already three putted twice. Blew up a few weeks ago in California at the end. Right. And he's never won before. And he's been this close and he's been on 17,000 freaking tours in his life. And and, uh, I think it was Paul Easinger. Mm -hmm. He said, look at him. He's doing his breathing. He's doing his breathing exercises. He's calming Mm -hmm. it down because it is a full, I mean, People talk about it not being a sport. What they do is a sport. Yeah, yeah. us going out and playing nine—that is drinking. I, who gives a shit? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. an excuse. Yeah. I never need a reason, but at least I'm getting a little bit of you know calisthenics. Why did he? Involved. Why did he mark that ball? Why did he mark that ball on that putt just to say to, to drink it in? Just to drink it in. At tradition, you you yeah. you if you if you if you know you're going to win, you're gonna you're gonna clean it you up. Wanna you want to savor that moment, everything. Yeah. But the funny thing was, he also had to mark it because. Had he waited much longer and then it dropped, he would have been, yeah, it, would like, have been oh, it would have been a penalty right. because there's a 10 second rule. You have 10 seconds to let it okay. drop. And then you you pretty much have to announce your intention. You have to say like, okay, I'm going to mark it or I'm going to finish out real quick. And you have to be moving to actually do it. You can't be stalling anymore. Yeah. So there, there was that. But then he talked about how he realized he had such a small distance that when he went to put it back down, if, if he puts it down. Oh yeah. Mark. And there's debate amongst that. If it falls in the hole, they're like, oh my God, two stroke penalty. They actually did away with that for drops in a lot Good. of different scenarios Stupid. because like the whole thing where Ricky Fowler, a couple of years ago, he takes a drop and he's just standing there and then it rolls back in the hazard. And it's like, what the, f-? and yeah, yeah, penalty yeah. again, they, they, they've they cleaned of, some of that up lately. Like, I feel like we're on the right Leave track. the flag like, sick in, yeah, you know, drops, take a like, drop, drop if you need to. And just like, wait, just wait like, a minute. My world is collapsing around me right now. Are you telling me the end of Caddyshack is not realistic? Absolutely not. That documentary is the closest thing that we've seen to <laughs> golf history since the legend of Bagger Vance, which I saw three times the day it came out back in, back in high school. I went and saw it at 11 AM with my mom at like three in the afternoon with a buddy of mine who was a golf buddy. And then I dragged my girlfriend to it that night. I've, go- I've golfed, I've golfed at that course that they shot that at rolling Hills down. In, it's just outside of Miami. 
<laughs> yeah. It, so the, the, there's the hole that they like built on the water for it that, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. Davy, just outside of Davy. Wayne Heizenga used to own the, the track. Oh, my goodness. He, he owned everything south of yeah. Lake Buena Vista. Yeah. What was his deal? Was it what, what did he own? Uh, it wasn't Blockbuster, was it? No. What was it? Oh, God, I don't know. It's I'm just everything it in South Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, leading into that, uh, we, we could go down and, and there are many more stories that we, we are pumped to talk to Bud about. Alex, <laughs> we need your pick of the week. We are back to FanDuel. We're, we're a little bit, you know, hazy on, are we doing FanDuel? What are we going to do? Um, but we are building a million dollar lineup um, for the people. So uh, we brought Bud in because we're winning fifteen dollars on minimum. Our, on our minimum sixteen bill. is our foundational threshold that we've got to clear. So yep. you brought me you in know. for moral support, everything, well, anything well, you can give us to like, get hey, us to twenty. Okay. Yeah. All right, what are we working with, Alex? But my role here is not to pick the John Ram of the group, right? No. Everybody knows he's going to score well. It's the trying to find somebody with some value in here. And honestly, the guy that I love to root for more than anyone, I love the Bros. I'm with Ricky Fowler all day. Okay. Oh, it's a good pick this week. He's trending and he's won here I, before I 2015. He, he, if you, if you got to look it up to his, his girlfriend at the time, now wife, that's why I'm not going to say anything. She's a mom now. I can't really talk that much about her, but <laughs> look it up. The pictures were great because she's out there with her like cut off jean shorts and like ripped up yeah. shirt. You can just see the club and the PGA tour. Be like, yeah. yeah. So, so Ricky won. Uh, I like that. I mean, his numbers his, his numbers aren't going to line up because he has not been playing the last 50, 60, 70 rounds. So most of these most of these engines aren't going to like have him that highly ranked. Yeah. But the the course familiarity is there and the fact that he's won before and there is something about against strokes gained home life where yep. he's seen all his buddies win and, yep. and and he is a champion and sometimes that's all it takes to differentiate. So, I mean, I'm not going to play him, but good luck with that. But you know this because you're say, obviously... but exactly what I was thinking. I, my brain went through all that, and I definitely didn't just look at it and say I like his orange shirts. He's got to be cheap, right? That. I would imagine this week, Gibby. I don't have any any content yeah, prices. I, I know. Um, well, let me He's plus let me five thousand for the well, you, to win, but okay. Well, you pull that up. So while we're like, to set the stage here, I know we alluded to this seventy five hundred, which I'd pay seventy five hundred for Ricky Fowler this Fan week. Duel, that's that's not bad at all. So this, no, I think this is know, this might be DraftKings, but. Same, I don't know which one, one we're doing, FanDuel. We're going to dump FanDuel. We're breaking up with them. But either way, Thank you. this track was designed to not play to any specific type of game. Fuck it no. was it was set to be just like, everybody take your best shot. But over the past, let's say it's like five, six years worth of data. Over the past three years, sorry. So top five players have gained an average of 1.08 strokes in approach compared to only 0.6 around the green. So to win this, this tournament... Throw last year out, the weather mm-hmm. threw everything in. That doesn't count. We can't count that. To win this tournament, you've got to be solid. You've got to be a top player. You know, you got to strike irons. And Ricky Fowler's 10th right now on tour in uh, strokes gained approach. So your boy Akshay is actually 7th. That's my I boy. Know. I don't know if you're thinking about playing that that topless O'Connor doppelganger, but... Right? Well, you can't unsee it. No, can't. Not now. Not now. But... In a good way. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think that's probably like a good, it's a good data point to start with because strokes gained off the tee. Like these guys are going to spray it. They always do. It never matters. They split. We talked about earlier, they spray, they make par. Like it's not that big of a deal to them, but to score and win this tournament, you've got to hit some real nice tight approach shots. And so that's, what's going to win this thing. So that's, that's where I'm kind of hunting some guys like Tommy Hojcoin, Finau, 
Let me coach. So you've been, Maddie, you've been talking about Tony Finau for years. Ever you since. Go with him. He's, so he's plus 2,800 to win this did thing you, out. Did right? you call him something else earlier? Bony Finau. Yeah, Bony Finau. <laughs> I like that. Plus 2,800 to win this thing outright. Third in strokes uh, gained in a pro- on approach. Has the ability to win, has won, is always in the mix. Yeah. I think he was like, Bud, you would know this better than I. And I can't remember <laughs> the stat. He's got more top tens than I think anybody. Like he is always in the mix. He's yeah, no, he's like, been he's been on a heater going back to last fall because everybody yeah. thought he was going to fall off. And we saw the end of, you know, yeah. full swing. You know, he finally got this couple of wins. Yeah. And he had his international play and he's been doing well. Yeah. He ranks out everything in my model too this week. And I agree with you about the 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 ball. See, I take strokes and ball striking, which does approach yeah. and off the tee into consideration. Yep. And then I add putting and around the green because you're right. They're not going to, this course was designed to F these guys up and there's no holes that go in consecutive directions. So the winds can be all over the place. They yeah. are going to spray it. And that rough, if they have it grown out is it, it can be really sticky, but back in the day it was even worse, but Tony Finau ranks out second in my model. And I, I mean, I'm all over that as well. I like a lot of the nine K and eight K guys. Yeah. Load I'm up. not, I, I, I'm not saying bet against John Rom or Rory McIlroy it's or chopped. Scotty shot. It, 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 yeah. And I mean, you're going to have to eat some chalk here and yeah. there, but I just, it's not for me this week. Cause I don't think there's enough value down low. You said it earlier, a stud's going to win this. Yep. We haven't seen somebody come out. It was 2002 when Craig perks was, I think he was 256 <laughs> in the world coming into the year. And then he chips in on 16, he chips in on 17 and then he walks off and he tubs McGee goes from 250 to 60th in the world on this win alone. Yep. I think it might've been his first time playing since then. It really is a bunch of a bunch of heavy hitters. You're going to see a name win this. Um, if you're going to play some chalk, I don't know. Again, I don't have any idea of any concept. Of the yeah, just don't pay double digits some, for it. Don't pay double digits. I don't know what home is at, but he's kind of like kind of had a quiet couple weeks. Ninety nine, and I think that's that's teasing. That's it's it's saying like that pick feels him. feels like him and Finau are a real nice place to start. It's going to be chalky with 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 Homa just because he is. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a homosexual myself. I'm playing yeah, him this isn't? week. Who isn't? And he's. I think I'm. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of fate. And I just yeah. think the kind of run that he's been on, and he's the he's kind of that face now. If you missed his interview earlier this week, yeah. where he talked about, uh, you know, did the live guys have a path back? And he's like, uh, and then somebody said, are you going to what about the changes? He goes like, I might rant on this for a while. Yeah. I think I might. And he goes, yeah. I, I like what he's kind of coming into there because i like the way i like the way he he owned his fault the way he faltered at the end of the genesis and the way that he handled that because again we talked about it the mental is so much of this like he wants to win but he's not like he's very even keeled so like think about tempo and then you think about his mental capacity to play zen golf and just chill He's the guy. I, I was California guy too. Us California East Coast guy. people don't know about that. Our brains are always We're out of our minds. Run, <laughs> running on Duncan. Yeah, Gibby's. Um, I never know what he's doing. So, um, so I'm looking at a few of the lower price guys, right? Yeah, like, who you got? Who you got? Um, I, so I have no idea. I just recognized their names, and then I saw Maverick. The guy <laughs> was listed as S Power, and I found out it was Seamus. Seamus. And I was like, that's a great name. Pretty good time of year for him. He's made 10 of 11 cuts in, you know, FanDuel. popular. Getting you 87.75. Is he chalky or there's some of those guys in that range that I know you said a name is going to win it. I can't think of a better name than Seamus Power. 
Um, yep. <laughs> it yep. feels like a great, it's a great international tradition at this place mm-hmm. too. That's the one thing that us Americans get pissed off about where it's like, we think that golf is such an Amerocentric sport that we forget it is a global competition. And this is one of the things Seamus power is a good pick this week. He's going to be a little chalky because he is popular. Okay. Uh, but to answer your question, let's see who's, who's up Hideki, here. Hideki's not in form, but like, I feel like he always Fuck could him. win. Yeah, he could win, and he could also slip a disc on the range. I know, I know. You can't make it's such an upside bet until He's, until he finishes, until he wins again or finishes top ten yeah, a couple times in a row. Out. Yeah, uh, but yeah. who? Give me who you were just talking about. Sorry, uh, yeah. Seamus Power. So I was pulling up the so projections. Far, I'll I'll just run through it. Um, okay. We've got we've got Tony. Seamus Power. Seamus Power. Seventy four hundred four percent calculated ownership. Hit it. Spicy. Hit it hard. Spicy. All right, Seamus is in. No Seamus. We got no Seamus in the gamus. Yeah, uh, we got. Bony. I saw your lineup. Y'all have a good lineup. Get Bony Alex's in there. Pick of the week. Well, no, we're we're. I'm making some edits. Um, we've got Ricky Fowler in, and Richard. John Rom. I had. Uh, Hadwin. What's his first name? Adam, Adam. Hadwin. His wife Jessica is a great Twitter follow. Canadia. On it. So right around that range. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I'm seeing like Domin, uh, Johnny uh, James. It's a it's a low price one. This can is where admit, Alex can we all just agree? Joel Domin is at America's sweetheart right now. Of course, yeah, yeah. He's America's best golfer. Okay, I like that. Uh, but what do you got here? Homa, Hovland, Thigala, Power, Hadwin, Rom. Drop, drop Rombo. I mean, yeah, we're all going to drop him, and he's probably going to fucking win. Because... Well, here's the thing, though. We always talk about this when we build the FanDuel lineups for football for the Millie Maker. You can't go all chalk because you're going to have the same lineup as everybody else. You can't differentiate. You can't win. We're going for it all here. We want it all or nothing. We don't want in between. All or $9. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Thank instead you. of Rom, I mean, we can save some quick money with Rory, with Scheffler, with... Justin Thomas with Morikawa, like Shoffley, guys that I actually know. Shoffley's um, a big uh, strokes gained guy too, but he's not playing Zan- very well. Xander, no, but he's his best friend. He just saw his best friend. It's weird. These guys though, I mean, Xander Shoffley, gold medal, uh, been there, done that. And he just saw his best friend win. I mean, I don't, I don't know if y'all that, that he's part of that little like Northern California crew. Yeah. Yeah, that matters for these guys. I don't know, Spieth making a nice little comeback. Never, never count Spieth. That's actually who I I think I'm leaning into a little bit of Jordan Spieth this week because let's do it. Love Spieth. He 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 played like dog crap last week, and he was still on the hunt. And he hasn't. I I don't. He he doesn't have a players yet. I mean, so if you if you believe in that witch doctor magic from you know Mm -hmm. Salem, Massachusetts, yeah, typical. Which city studios, baby? Um, Jordan Spieth, I do like. He actually has been playing okay. Uh, Okay. I I talked garbage about him two weeks ago. Is she down? Zalatoris. Is playing Willie, Z, Willie Z one here is a junior. Is oh back, man, back his AJGA days, and that's last like year a, for the Akshay thing, where I said Akshay went off at the Honda because he was familiar with it yep. from when these guys in their junior golf tournaments. Those are the tournaments I never got into when I was a Florida golfer in high school. Played high school golf, played my little Big Bend circuit, yep. but I'd go to these AJGA tournaments and I would just like I locked Fitzy. Level. I locked Fitzy in at the Open last year. It was a it was a guarantee he was finishing top five, and I thought he had a pretty good shot to win. He's Matt, you pick Matt count on Happy Gilmore's caddy. True. And also True. I just watched the episode of Full Swing with with uh <laughs> Pitsy. So like, Bur- yeah. uh Burger Burger him. Burger withdrew back. Yeah, I was about to say Danny Danny Burger's out. Okay. Okay. 
So what are we settling on? Are we are we tweaking the lineup? How much, how much money? How much we're, money? We're going to we're going to do a little bit of work tomorrow. First thing, um, we'll we'll send a couple texts back and forth tonight. Yep, yep. That's um, how we usually do. God, don't right let me influence it. Just will. just to get something in. I've got Finau. I've got Homa. Uh, S power. <laughs> can I can I stomp for can I stomp for uh, Sam Burns? Can I can I slide Sammy Burns in? Uh, maybe. How much how much is he on Fanduel? Ninety nine. Oh, um, that's I had Hatton in as just a placeholder. Uh, I'd rather, much rather Burns over Hatton. Burns you ever had one, yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. And then um and then I've got speed. Um so we'll we'll roll with that. I'll send it out. We'll we'll put it on Instagram. We'll win all of our guests for sure. Probably thousands of dollars. Man, uh, I actually, yeah, I was about to say put this out because I need to I need to get it in before six six thirty AM. I didn't realize I had uh, I got a bunch of FanDuel cash left over from fantasy football. I do football in FanDuel and then golf in the DK. It makes perfect sense and now legal in Massachusetts, right? For betting. Uh, well oh, Friday. Thank God we can start betting now. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what changes? I was talking to a buddy about this today. What actually changes? The only thing that changes is in live in-game live betting. That's the only thing that really changes. No, <laughs> Which is the most fun betting. Because you always think you feel bad for the bookies. Yeah. Bet responsibly. They can never get yeah. a shake. Yes, do yeah. bet responsibly. <laughs> uh, we have so much more to go over. We're going to leave meat on the bone like we do every single episode, but we could have you here for an hour. We want you back and back Careful. and back. So it, it's going to be an open invite. Yep. Um, we got a lot of golf left to play this year, and you're going to be a part of it. And I appreciate it, fellas. It's been a lot of fun. Good. Um, before we let you go, you're a North Shore guy right now. I know Florida, like you're you're not native to the North Shore. Uh, is there a specific roast beef sandwich or roast beef place that is your go-to? Is that something that, that wow. you're aware of? Loaded question here. It's okay. Okay. Uh, I was trying to pitch. I need to be educated North about the North Shore roast beef. And okay. Because we got a guy. When, we got a well, guy. when a buddy, I thought I was being trolled. When I first got to Pearson and I saw, I said that I was, I was living in Salem. Somebody was like, oh, have you tried the North Shore roast beef? And I was like, I got a girlfriend. At the time, actually, we were married. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it, no I, I i didn't know it was a thing until i was going to the liberty tree mall because everybody loves everybody loves the, the the buffalo wild wings at liberty tree mall right so <laughs> we was going down there and i see like kelly's roast beef this roast beef that roast beef and i was like oh it's like a thing like it's like the identity of the north shore it's like philly's got the 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 cheesesteak who gives a shit north shore roast beef is where it's at so no i need some direction okay uh, if you come up to Maine when we do our live show um, this fall, uh, George's North Shore roast beef, George and Leon's. Um, Alex is going to be what? Alex, are you like one point two miles? Yeah, mile. you're. Yeah, you're in. Yep. All right, we're you'll be there before we are. Do yeah. these cows like? Do they have these cows like at a retreat beforehand? Are they being like <laughs> bathed in milk and shit? I have never had it. It's so. I mean, I'll talk about this roast beef. Cow bathed in milk. It's like us being bathed in our own blood. Yeah. Yeah. No, the cows have blood too. (laughs) James River barbecue sauce is like, and it's, it's tangy, it's spicy, it's sweet. It's everything you want. Not Um, unlike yourself. You know, warm enough. (laughs) It's not super hot. It's just perfect. Medium rare. It's, it's excellent. But um, with that being said, bud, I do have another question for you. 
gas station snack, you're heading to the golf course or heading home from the golf course. You didn't get something because you had to be home, uh, you know, in the clubhouse. But so you had to be home within 30 minutes after your round ended. Uh, you got to pump some gas. You're running in. What are you grabbing at the gas station? What's your snack of choice? It can be anything that would be in a gas station. I'm getting better at that one, Manny. I like that. It's smooth. Any any cracker that is filled with cheese. I'm okay. a sucker for cheese whiz. And so, oh. or like cheese whiz, like the spray cheese. So if I'm really having a hankering and I think it's just the, the sheer volume of sodium that they have to inject to make fake powdered cheese, like yeah. it'd probably be cheaper and healthier to just go get real cheese. I think they're going out of their yeah. way for this, but it's like crack. So whether it's, you know, whole grain or crackers or captain's wafers with cheese is my go-to, but just cheese filled crackers. So is that, was that something that you've, uh, a, a snack you've enjoyed your whole life? Or is this something that that's a, that's a golf course snack? Cause you it know, is. it is most golf courses open, gonna, like nowadays they don't, but they only have like two or three things. And it's always those crackers. I want two things. A, I want more golf courses to start adopting these, like, you know, pizza ovens on wheels and shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, but to your point, no, yeah, the, these things will probably actually go in my golf bag as soon as we're off. Cause I grabbed them out of the cabinet. Cause then in three don't melt. months, I, even if yeah, they break, who cares? Just shovel they're going to stay together. Yeah. You just break it open. You shovel it down. I'm not going to do that gesture on camera, but no. Everybody knows what a baby bird. That's is. that's an excellent yeah. answer, and it was the first time it got brought up. It's yeah, it's a. Are we? Are we? Gibby, are you? We need to start tracking these. Like, I'm not I, actually I am, tracking them. I, I've got. A and if we don't start it have now, it's on Twitter feed. It might because if we don't start now, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to. We probably I, need right. to commit. You, to you do sound like you have a, a joint science project that's due do, on yeah. Tuesday. It's just no. It's never due. That's the best part. It's actually never due. It's <laughs> we like, don't turn anything in. We don't turn anything. I, I'm like, I'm going to do this t- tomorrow, Maddie. And he's like, Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow's a wonderful place. This that's is a good a plane. A good is. plane activity, but I got to get in there and tease out. I got to go to the end of every episode. It's probably worth doing. I got to fly down to Atlantic City. Come on down to Philly. Uh, next week for a conference and you just said plane activity and i'm sad my, my flight's only an hour so i don't have anything i can't get yeah. a nap in i gotta find like a good documentary or something you know what yeah. i'll tune into one night one night in pinehurst i'll Go catch through up. them rip through them they're easy listens they're um, easy listening al al i don't know if you want to break the news alex or are we gonna wait to surprise everyone on wednesday about our our travel plans oh we uh big timed everybody yeah so mm-hmm. just just wait to to see the Instagram feed on Wednesday. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be really exciting stuff. Um, and, and I break news too early. Uh, but yeah. welcome to the team. Welcome to One Night in Pinehurst. Um, thank you for everything. Alex, I'm saving you from wide receiver analysis. Man, you should do uh, let's make no, there. no, okay. All you got to know is Nolan Smith right. ran a faster 40 than Stefan Diggs. I believe that Diggs isn't a burner, he's a tactician, but oh, I would don't say make this. excuses. He's a wild. I'm just giving the facts. We might go uh, on for another hour. Let's, let's okay. have hey, if you're not gonna have I gotta AD, call do it by 30, I think. If you're Alex, not gonna are you have doing AD, it, you want me to do it? I can run this real quick. Oh, I'll give you two options you can do it now, or you can do it on the live show that we're doing on the ride down. No, let's run through them right now, real quick. All right, you crush guys it. give me four, four wide receivers to look at, and I'm going to give you to them from four to one, right? Okay. So yep. four Zay Flowers. Not a fan. Best notes I could find on him short arms, smaller hands. Oh, awesome. Jordan Addison, number three, average hand strength. Okay, Uncle Jack, let's move on. Also, route timing disrupted by handsy corners. You're going to get touched. Let's move on. 
We got a yeah, lot of handsy corners. Uh, you know, out on him, 35-inch vertical, grow up. All right, we've seen better. He also lacks burst in his below-average top-end speed. Loosen uh, the skin. Let's move on. Number one, Quentin Johnson. This was an easy number one. 40.5-inch vertical, long strides, allows him to eat freaking coverage cushions a lot. cushion. Also, above-average catch radius. You know how you get that? Loose hip skin. Uh-huh. Runs a nice, complete route tree. What a great list. That's called a 30-second breakdown of the NFL draft right there. The best part about this is now we've got – we'll have – we will have – Have you seen combat juggling? <laughs> how many sports do we have now? Not enough. <laughs> how could juggling be combat? You watch you them, they smack the shit out of each other. They just run in circles, juggling, and you can't drop your things and you hit each other with bullets. No, it's, it's dodgeball meets juggling meets badminton. Okay, I'm in. We should Maybe do that. We should curl. We need to do some curling we as a crew. Do, we, we should we should start doing live play by play for the combative juggling <laughs> leagues of America. Hey, during I mean, this reminds me during the pandemic when there were no sports and you had nothing to do and we were all right. feeding. I ended up on YouTube watching like marble wrestling. That's how bad it got. And I feel like I'd watch that again before I would watch uh, whatever that juggling was. I found a <laughs> I found I stumbled upon Post Malone doing a Nirvana cover like, yes. oh, that's concert great. with really Trey Parker playing. Real good drums I, my wife and i are like is this live we get uh-huh. online and everything and like there he is in a muumu ripping darts and playing nirvana let's yep. go <laughs> backwards <Yeah>. um <laughs> bless him bless that man um, so alex's team right now um the all draft team Bray uh-huh. B. we've mm-hmm. got cj stroud at quarterback Bajon robinson at running back quentin johnson at wide receiver um one comp that I wanted to make is I saw a lot of Zay Flowers equals Emmanuel Sanders. And I'm like, I loved Emmanuel Sanders. We know. Of course, of course you did. We know. <laughs> but um, maybe not the guy you want in the first round necessarily. Maybe a second round pick. So, um, Alex, I love the work that you did. So good. So and the good. all hips team, I think, is what uh-huh. we need to call it. Yes, uh-huh. the Bo, the Bo Jackson All Stars. That's what we're calling it. Listen, <laughs> those hips don't lie. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they never will. I love that. That was such a. That was a great synopsis. That was. What's the next position we've got for him? It's not quarterback. Um, we've got to look at tight ends. Um, yeah, it's a good to, tight end class. Really? I want to stick to skill positions, and then as we get really close, we'll look at um, linemen, offensive linemen. We'll yeah, get like one. one or two offensive linemen. We're, we're going to play. Skeleton. He's going to thrive with offensive linemen. Don't, yeah, don't I just stifle want the him. Biggest, the biggest boys from Indiana. Yeah. Don't stifle them. Give them those guys. It's going to get everyone corn fed. And uh, they have to have just it, like, they can't have multi-syllabic names. No. Would it no, shock you all white. to learn? Two syllables you? max. First and last name. I'm going to leave this here and give you, make sure this is one of the guys for the tight end list, but it would it shock you all to learn that Iowa's got another tight end. They're going to pump out that no one's going to have heard about. That's going to end up being a star. Yes. Uh, it wouldn't shock yeah. me. But Cause it's yes. happening. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm in. Um, but I know we, we say we're going to sign off and then we, uh, we usually go about 10 minutes. Well, out. you brought up tight ends and you're just going to leave the Georgia guy sitting here with Brock Bowers, we're transitioning from RB tailback university to tight end university over here. Brock Bowers. Anybody who problem. wants to chirp Georgia for character issues. Cause Jalen Carter was a dipshit or Stetson Bennett came out and was like, yeah, listen, you get, it's not a culture thing. Individuals have made mistakes. He's like, it's look a team of like 70 guys. 
120 is yeah. what they usually carry because yeah. you got your walk-ons, your you know, the people, the scout team, the this, that, your red shirts, your medical people. So there's like anywhere from 100 to 120 players. And I'm not, I mean, it doesn't discount their behavior, but if you want to say it's a cultural issue, it's like mm-hmm. Google Sandusky. Yeah. Oh, actually, don't, don't. Tommy, I do not that recommend that. Is that, at a, all. is that a Tommy Boy reference or a Penn State reference? Tommy Boy. Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. Yep. Could be both. Absolutely. They don't, um, they don't like Gibby into Sandusky, Ohio. No, I, I'm not welcome in Ohio. <laughs> no, no. But uh, <laughs> uh, everyone, Fantastic. Thank you. Great work, bud. Welcome yep. to the show. Yep. AB, Good to have you. That was the most efficient and expert opinion that I have heard on wide receivers in any draft podcast or read any reviews on. So baby. I'm up for a I'm up for most sale. accurate assessment, efficient, all of it. Everything. It was like, yeah, I I there's Edgar Allan Poe and then there's Alex Berthium. Um, so I'm more hemming. That's my so next tattoo, Gibbs. Right. Yeah. Little Chaucer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done, everyone. Have a great night. Thanks, Thank boys. you, everyone, for listening. We'll, we'll be back you. soon.